One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast. I'm Amy Taylor Cabaz. I would like to start by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of this land and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. And as this podcast is dedicated to the wisdom and knowledge of motherhood, I would like to acknowledge the mothers of this land, the elders, their wisdom, their knowing and my own elders and teachers. Welcome back, mummers. Day in, day out, I hear stories from mothers all over the world about just how difficult they find it to balance their own needs, desires, creative expressions, dreams with the reality of motherhood. If you've been listening to this podcast and my work for a while, this is of no surprise to you. This is what we talk about over and over again. How do we hold a sense of self when motherhood in its very reality in today's day and age requires so much of us? How do we hold a sense of self when we have no other support and what we do as a mother is so invisible? This was never more apparent than in a documentary I recently watched called Who Does She Think She Is? This documentary takes a close look at female artists and in particular mothers in the United States and how difficult it is to sustain your creativity as an artist while also mothering. It's a spectacular look at the economic demands on mothers. As the documentary clearly says, The world would fall apart economically if women stopped doing all of this unpaid work. And yet, when we look at art, storytelling and our culture, we don't have the stories of mothers because it is almost impossible to pursue your desires in this way and be the mother you want to be. The minute I saw this documentary, I knew I needed to talk about it on this podcast. And so I reached out to executive producer Pamela Tannerbol and asked her to join us on the podcast. The link to watch the documentary is in the show notes. You can rent it online. I highly recommend it. I've also got my elder children to watch it with me, my two teenage girls, to show them how important it is that we continue to highlight the stories and creativity of women and mothers. I hope that you go ahead and watch the documentary. I hope we talk about this because if we want to change the way we are seen in the world as mothers, we have to get our stories and our art out there. Enjoy. Pamela, thank you for joining me on the podcast. Your film really hit a chord with me for so many different reasons, and I'm really excited to share the story behind it with um, my audience. So thank you for being here. 
Thank you for having me, Amy. This is uh, wonderful. Here we are meeting clear across the world. know, <laughs> with a topic yeah. that's important in all parts of the world, which it is sure motherhood, yeah. art, women in the arts, the balance between motherhood and our passion and our desires. So can you give us a little overview of how this film came together? Yes. First of all, it came out of my own experience. So pretty directly, I have three sons and when they were in their mid early to mid teens, it suddenly seemed I wasn't the sun, the moon and the stars to them anymore. They were going out and finding their own way. And I had spent their whole childhood, both writing short stories and essays and also painting. But for me, it was a struggle it seemed I was either late for some event with them or I was always late to go to my studio, always. So it came out of that. So then I thought, you know, let's make a film about how people do this, how other women do it. And I wanted, I I have to make this clear. A lot of people said, why do you want to make this film? Of course. And I said, because I think the voices of women who are mothering is missing from our dialogue in society in general. And so artists have access to that voice. Uh, So another thing that I wanted to do was to make this film about artists who were working artists. They had to have, uh, you know, actual audiences and get paid, et cetera. But I did not want anyone who was world famous. I wanted to find women who were uh, perhaps overlooked, Mm -hmm. but had an active presence in their communities. Mm -hmm. So I did not go for the big names or the ones who had made it to the uh, big stage. I think that's what makes it so incredibly powerful. But in the film, you also point out that there are hardly any working mother artists on that big stage the numbers in this film that you talk about the representation of women let alone mothers in galleries and exhibitions is just astounding I mean it shouldn't be I should know that that's what it is but when you hear it again you think oh what are we doing well we we tend to think we just don't think about it as cultures, we don't think, uh, and for me, it's, as I just finished saying, I'll repeat it though. The experience I had as a mother, having three sons really quickly, one after the other, was the most difficult and also the most beautiful experience I ever had in my life. I began writing voraciously. I, I had written as a a younger woman, but then I had to sort this out through my writing. I had to sort it out through my painting. So um, we're not hearing those voices enough. People give lip service to motherhood. They're like, oh, it's so great. And then they go on to the next topic. And this is women and men, I think. Even if you're a mother, you, you kind of go along with that. But also artists struggle. They don't have an easy time getting their work out into society, whether you're a male or female. It just happens that for a female, it's even harder. So, yeah. And as you say so clearly in the film that art is the way we tell our cultural story, our society's story. And when we are missing the voices of mothers and as women, what does that 
tell us? What story does that tell us about our culture? And I love how you point out over and over again that, you know, we when you look at how we don't value mothers and women in the arts, it's the same as how we don't value nursing and mm-hmm. caring and teaching. All the feminine uh, occupations are mm-hmm. underpaid and undervalued. And you point out so beautifully, but then we look at carpentry or some of the more masculine skills and how well they are paid. It's just, do you did you find the process um, disheartening to see that we are still no further along in this way? Oh, of course, but you cannot dwell on that. What you can do is bring these voices to the world. Mm-hmm. And that's been my path to not dwell on the uh, injustice or the political issues or what have you, but instead to shine a really strong light on the uh, contribution that these in this in this film the, what that these women are making mm-hmm. and it's to me that's more persuasive than being um that's just my temperament it's more persuasive to shine a light on i mean to be honest even to this day when i watch that film i haven't watched it for a while i cry mm-hmm. these women are gorgeous mm-hmm. their work is so powerful And so for me, that's the best argument in the world that these voices need to be heard. I totally agree. I walked away from it, you know, outraged that we're still here, but also incredibly inspired to Mm. continue with my own art, which is this, to continue Mm. with my own voice. You point out really clearly that it's really important for us as mothers to to not suppress this creativity during those early years of motherhood as well. Mm-hmm. You talk about how if we don't express this urge, the effect it can have on us, even though we might be doing it at 2am because that's the only time we get, there is a really important element as women and as mothers during that time that we have to honour that part of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, Janice Wunderlich, the sculptor who does works mm-hmm. with clay, her work is amazing, oh. isn't it? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> she, yeah, she's she uh, I loved her process. She was in art school when she got pregnant. I mean, she was in college doing an art degree mm-hmm. and she married young and she became uh, immediately became a mother. And for her, it was imperative that she be, make the most of her time. I guarantee you she wasn't up at 2 a.m. doing her art. She did it in between. And I had faulted myself for doing that. I'm like, oh, if I can't go for three hours to the studio, what's the point? But her example of having notebooks in every room of her house with five children, five children. And then if you looked at those notebooks, you were like astonished at what she was doing. And it, it was the same with Maya Torres in uh, Taos. She included her boys in the process of making art. And guess what? They're still doing art, all three of them. We have to change as women our relationship with ourselves so that we respect ourselves enough not to start doing our work at two in the morning. That is not okay. You put your baby on your back, 
you're walking around, you're singing, you're writing, whatever it is, while you have your baby. Or if you can't, you take the baby on a walk and you bring your iPhone and you record into it, mm. right? So you, we have to change our relationship. Mm. It's hard for us because there's not a whole lot in culture that supports it. So I'd love to just play this little part from the film, which is an insight from the author, Courtney E. Martin. Even though a lot of women have fought to get us into museums and other places, we're continually pulled back into the home by the joy and burden of being mothers. We obviously need an economic shift, but we also need a psychological shift. As long as each of us thinks that this issue, my imbalanced life, is my little problem, we aren't going to make the connections we need to make in order to change the situation. I wanted to pull that out because it points out the layers of this that we need to address. Yes, it's an economic problem. Yes, it's a cultural problem. But also within ourselves, like you just pointed out, we also need to start prioritising this differently and come together as a community and make this like a, a movement, which is what this podcast is called. It's the movement of starting to acknowledge this differently. Well, let me say this. In the past... My mother came to see me when I was a young mother with three or two children. I didn't have my third yet. And she was appalled because in her day, all the mothers shared the mothering. They lived in a community where women didn't have an economic uh, job. And so in some ways we've, you know, that's good to get the extra money. It's wonderful to have a job, but we ask so much of women. And women rise to that challenge. But my mother was appalled, and I give her every credit for it. She said, you know, mothering is so important, but we didn't have another job to go to for eight hours or 10 hours. Um, so it's part, that's the cultural element. And there's no blame here. I don't want any blame for women or even for the men who love them. It's uh, it's more that we have to recognize that our gifts are powerful. They're powerful for our children. There's a thing that we don't talk enough about. Our kids need to see us as people who are exercising their gifts, their contribution. They will change because of that. It's this it's almost as if we need to remember that we need to be more than that one-dimensional mother archetype. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And by doing these creative pursuits, whether it's art, it's our work, it's our business, whatever it is, they need to see that. It's really mm -hmm. the next step in this um, empowerment of a woman going past the a role that she is assumed to have mm -hmm. and showing her children and the people around her, no, this is important to me and this is who I am. I'm more than just this role. It's not just important to you. It's important to society. Mm. That's the thing. A lot of us talk to ourselves and we get talked to about this. Well, it's nice that you can do that hobby. Mm. Isn't that nice? There's more important things in the world. After all, you're not even making any money. I carried that with me. And making the film made me realize that was not a way that made any sense to anybody really. That has to change. We have to stop that kind of talk. Um, every person on this planet 
has something to contribute. Yeah. Find it, do it, show your kids. That's mm -hmm. what life is about. Mm -hmm. Contributing to the betterment of everybody, each other, even if it's your plant. Okay. So you can't say I'm doing my kids full on because it doesn't serve them. It all, it may not serve them to, to be away for weeks on end either. I, I don't agree with that, but they have to see you passionately involved in something or even mad about it because you can't do it. They have to see that. That's a really beautiful point. I love you've said that. They can see your frustration. You're allowed to show them your frustration at this time in your life. You can't do the things that are lighting you up. I don't know if we feel we are allowed to do that, though, Pamela. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> but we should yes. because, you know, my son, my oldest son at, at the age of about 16 said to me, I don't want to grow up. Why would I want to grow up? No, grownups don't have any fun. They're always they're always in a hurry and they're always saying this and that if that's the kind of mothering or fathering that you're doing you're not doing your child any good so mm, that's powerful. where the that's where the singing comes in mm. the painting the whatever it is that you're doing if you if your path is to be a creative person who's mm. expressed mm. yeah you've also point out throughout the film the and again this is not critical of anyone in the story but a number of the women you highlight the uh struggles within their marriage or relationship for when she starts to prioritize this for herself and the impact that has on the partners um Yes, maybe just reflect on what that was like because it really hit home for me. That's been a very real experience for me as well. And I think it is important. But what I liked about the way you did it was there wasn't blame. It was almost a reflection of if the mum changes her availability in the home, the person who has to step in there is the father, is the partner. And that too is not what we, sh we should be doing. You know, this isn't the way it works for anybody. That's what I took away from it. Is that what you wanted us to see? I did. And, uh, you know, I, in our country, you know, it used to be, again, I'm going to go back to my mother's day. There was so much help. She didn't live in a house by herself with, I had two sisters, so three of us running around like, you know, crazy kids. She had a whole community. And we talk about it takes a village and all that, but we don't necessarily live it. So in my opinion, it's not about the man and the woman fighting about who's going to do the majority of the work, although that's what ends up happening. Yes. It's make yourself a bigger community. Yeah. And sometimes you can do that. It's hard, but it's, it's worth it. And, you know, in my case, I ended up going to four mother's groups a week <laughs> mm -hmm. just so I could have a break. You know, yeah. it was wonderful. And they were in churches and we didn't really attend church, but it didn't matter. And then when the mm -hmm. kids got older, I said to my husband, I want to take them to church so they'll know some older people. And that kind of worked out, but it was a little bit too little too late to be dead honest. But I involved myself in the communities and my husband did too. So it wasn't me or you. 
it was mm-hmm. this whole group of people. We lived in a, I was lucky. We lived in a town where if my sons went to the little downtown shop, you know, shops, I could go down an hour later and they'd say, oh, we saw Alex here with his buddy Pete and he was doing this and that. But how many of us make the effort to have that happen? It seems like one more piece of work, doesn't it? It does. And I often talk about in my work that, you know, this isn't working for anybody because what was so beautifully portrayed in the film was that, you know, we are asking the woman to do too much or when she then steps into what she wants to do with her art and her her passion, it falls on him and he's still working full time as well. Like it was so beautifully portrayed that this doesn't work for anybody if we are Mm -hmm. wanting to do it this way. I thought you balanced it really well because there can be a tendency, Pamela, of that blame in this. When we look at what the problems are, we kind of pinpoint into the one particular area and it's multi-layered and that was so clear in the way you showed it. Mm. I mean, the fact is here's something that, it's very, very relevant and apparent to me, and it was from way back. Some people say, well, I don't have children because the planet, yada, yada, right? Okay. There's an argument to be made there. But I said to those people, at one point, you're going to get older, and you're going to need medical care. And if somebody doesn't raise some decent kids to become doctors, who's going to take care of you? And look what's happening in Europe. You know, the birth rates have fallen in Japan. And guess what? There's a dearth of people in those professions. So it's a bigger issue, right? It's a bigger issue. Yeah. And at the center of it, we have to do better with the support and the acknowledgement and the stories of the mothers. Mm -hmm. I think if it's still invisible, if we still give it lip service, the most important job in the world, but then don't actually acknowledge it in any way, then this is why we're going to stop having babies. That's why the next generation are saying, why would I do that? Why would I do that? That's Plus what they're it's saying. so expensive. It's so much mm. work. Well, this is where the voice of the artist comes in. Yeah. How many women do you know, or men, who actually celebrate this, mm. this, uh, life giving force i mean mayumi oda her goddesses she oh, celebrates she was spectacular yeah, that's why i liked her <laughs> uh janice wonderlick even though there's a lot of tension i love that in her work she celebrates it mm-hmm. uh courtney martin same thing so it, it this is why we have to uh make room for women's voices mm-hmm. and um Sometimes women just need to, you know, say, oh, I'm, I'm doing this anyway. Do you know how many people told me that there was no story here? Of course. I had, I had an editor who was like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. Well, I heard later that she would turn to my producer and say, I don't know what she's trying to do. What's the story? I had her on for a year because I'm such a good girl. Mm, right? Yeah. Leaving the good girl behind is another thing. But, and then I, w- I go to New York City and I get introduced to all of these editors. They all turn me down. What's the story? I would kill to have children and a, and a career. What's the big whoopee? Mm-hmm. I got turned down so many times. And guess what? If you want your voice heard, you have to be persistent and you have to be willing to get through to the people who say no. 
it's an, you know, people are always going to turn you down. And that goes for both men and women in the creative arts, not just women. I guess if I was to summarize it, it both, it was a stark reminder of where we are and how far we've got to go. But also this call to that warrior spirit in me that we mm-hmm. have to do this even in the smallest way. We have to hold on to that thing that lights us up, whether it's art, cooking, writing, whatever it is. So for the mama that's listening, who really feels like she can't acknowledge or find the time or have the voice to hold on to that part of herself, what would you say? Oh, my gosh. Well, I would say stop thinking that mothering is all about 24-7 focus on your kid kids need to see you they need I mean my kids are now grown so I I feel like I have something to say here they need to both participate in your work like we saw with Mayumi her sons and also with Maya oh I haven't even mentioned the astonishing singer and she brought her daughters with her I mean she's she gives me chills the point is children need to see you doing things that are important to you. That gives them a view into being a happy and interested adult. We do this disservice of saying, okay, now I'm going to do this activity with my kid and this and this and this. They want you to be present, but you can be just as present. You set them up with a little easel. You set them up with, if you, if it's cooking, if it's baking, you set them up to work beside you. That's what they want. Yeah. They don't want you to be, no, oh, let me see. Now we're going to go play. Mm-hmm. Playing's good. Don't get me wrong. But you have a different job. You're their leader too. And when they hurt, you pick them up and you make them feel better. I'm not saying that's not part of mothering. It's huge. It's huge. When they have an upset at school, be there. But the biggest thing is to include them in in a happiness that you're a part of. Oh, oh, I love that so much. Pamela, thank you. I'm going to share the link for the documentary in the show notes and you can rent it online and watch it. I would love to see if we could bring some screenings to Australia next year, which you and I will talk about. But um, yeah, thank you. It really moved me and I think it's a really powerful insight into so many of the issues we discuss on this podcast. So thank you so much. You're very welcome. And thank you so much for inviting me. It was such a great privilege to be able to have this conversation with Pamela to be able to bring you all the insight that this documentary brought me and to continue to, I guess, highlight just how invisible we are. Not in a negative way, as Pamela highlighted. This isn't about continually lamenting how bad it is for mothers around the world, but instead show a spotlight on what we're doing, celebrate our stories, look at each and everything we do to hold on to that sense of self as an act of activism. It's what our kids need us to do. We are not here to just sacrifice ourselves into the role of mother. That's not what our kids need and it's definitely not what our culture and society needs. So whatever your creative pursuit is, 
whether it's building a business, painting, drawing, dancing, whatever it is, we have to continue to hold that as just as important as our role as mother. Please go online, rent and download the documentary and share it around. All of the details are in the show notes. The documentary is called Who Does She Think She Is? And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Please leave a review and let me know what you think about this episode and the documentary. Until next week, Satnam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.